Check one, two. Check one, two, one, two. Good. You ready? This is all. Hey, it's Cassidy Pope, Gabby Barrett. It's Darius Rucker. Country. Hey, y'all, this is Luke Bryan. We're Runaway June. Scotty McCreary. Hey, it's Russell Dickerson here. News. New music from Luke Combs and a big surprise from the queen of country herself, Miss Dolly Parton. everything you need to know in country music for the week of March 27th, 2023. I have to kick things off with, I think, one of the biggest announcements this week, and that is that Miss Dolly Parton has announced she's releasing another book in her trilogy series. This one is called Behind the Seams, My Life in Rhinestones. She released a statement to the press stating that she was happy, proud, and excited to present her book behind the scenes to the public, and she said it was her hope that you will enjoy a look at her life in costume and hair and get to know some of the great people who have helped shape her life and her look. I am so excited for this. We all know that Dolly always has the most legendary looks and sky-high hair, which I think needs to make a comeback. But one of the reasons why I think this is so exciting is because it's going to give a deep look into her life and career, as well as her private costume archive, which I would literally do anything to, to see up close in person. But the book spotlights her most iconic looks from the 1960s till now. And yes, that includes her coat of many colors and of course her iconic Playboy cover bunny suit. But I'll tell you one of the reasons why I'm most excited about this. The book is due out October 17th, which you can pre-order now. But I think this is going to be the most insane gift for the holidays, especially for all those mamas out there. So make sure you get those orders in ASAP so you can be the star child for Christmas. Or sister or brother or whoever. And now it's time we dive into the rest of the news for this week. First up, we have Solid Nashville's annual benefit show. They just announced it'll be happening April 3rd, and the lineup is absolutely killer. It'll be taking place at the Basement East and feature King Calloway with Chase McDaniel and Wayland. Doors open at 7 p.m. at the Basement East, and tickets are $20. Definitely make sure you check that out. Those are going to sell like hotcakes. Speaking of incredible lineups, Stagecoach announced that Guy Fieri's Smokeout Cooking Demos will be taking place with some of country's finest, including Lainey Wilson and Old Dominion. But the schedule is just absolutely insane. Friday, it'll feature Adam Perry Lang and Pat Martin, John Party and ZZ Top. Saturday will be Chris Conger and Rashad Jones. Nico Moon and Old Dominion. And Sunday will be Brandon Shepard and Operation Barbecue with Lainey Wilson and Taylor Sheridan, as well as Bailey Zimmerman. 
Now, I don't know about you, but I am definitely a Guy Fieri fan. I grew up watching the Food Network and I've always thought he was hilarious. So I'm so glad to see that two of my favorite worlds are colliding. So if you haven't gotten your tickets to Stagecoach yet or those demos, make sure you get on that ASAP. That'll be taking place each day of the festival, April 28th through 30th. Congratulations are in order for Carly Pierce, who will celebrate her 100th Opry performance on April 11th. 100 is such an insane number, and at such a legendary country music institution, I am sure she will be going through all the feels, and I for one cannot wait to see the footage. Stay tuned for more on that. More CMT Music Award performers have been announced, and some of them are the biggest rising stars in the genre. Avery Anna, Chapel Hart, Jackson Dean, Lily Rose, Megan Maroney, Nate Smith. I mean, are you dying? Because I'm dying. I cannot wait to see them. They will be playing on the Ram Truck Side Stage, which has featured so many incredible artists before, so it's definitely an honor. I mean, artists like Dan and Shay, Jimmy Allen, Kelsey Ballerini, Maren Morris, Mickey Guyton, they have all played it, so I, for one, am looking so forward to it. The Country Ladies are taking over at 2023 Lollapalooza Festival. It'll feature incredible country gals such as Lainey Wilson, Ingrid Andrus, and Morgan Wade. The festival takes place August 3rd through 6th at Grant Park in Chicago, Illinois, and usually has an attendance of over 400,000. It's nearly the biggest in the country, falling just short of Coachella, but ticket presale for that happens this Thursday at 10 a.m. CST, so don't forget to sign up because not only are these incredible country ladies on the lineup, but there are so many more amazing artists like Billie Eilish and the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I mean, come on. This is a no-brainer. You are gonna want to attend this. Darius Rucker announced his second hometown party with Riverfront Revival Music Festival. The lineup is pretty insane. It features the Turnpike Troubadours, Laney Wilson, Band of Horses, Green Sky Bluegrass. We'll also be hearing from Nico Moon, Megan Maroney, LV Shane, so many incredible artists. They'll play across two stages from 1 to 11 p.m. on Saturday and 1 to 10 p.m. on Sunday. Gates will open at 12 p.m. each day, and it will feature some really incredible curated offerings like Low Country's Best Food, Libations, Art, and Culture along the beautiful backdrop of Cooper River. Pre-sale tickets for that are already on sale, so make sure you check it out ASAP because I have a feeling this one's definitely going to sell out. Kenny Chesney's night one of tour was full of fun surprises, and we have all the details for you up on allcountrynews.com, but spoiler alert, tour mate Kelsey Ballerini came out to sing with him, and it was beyond epic. The footage from that I am still not over. Make sure you head over to our socials now to check that out, and for a full rundown, again, up on allcountrynews.com.
ACM Lifting Lives, the philanthropic partner of the Academy of Country and Music, announced the return of Top Golf Tee-Off and Rock on Fundraiser, and it is set to take place on Wednesday, May 10th at Top Golf The Colony, ahead of the 58th ACM Awards. And as if that wasn't already exciting enough, they also gave us the lineup, and it features Hardy, Lainey Wilson, Ernest, Bailey Zimmerman, and Morgan Wallen. And speaking of Morgan Wallen, we have video footage of Hardy and him doing what's called a shoey during their Australian run. It's a tradition for artists to do this, and it's pretty disgusting in my opinion. They literally put a drink in a shoe and then drink it. So props to them because I could definitely never, ever, ever do that. But the footage is absolutely hilarious. You can check that out now up on our socials. And one more congratulations is in order for Carly Pierce, who celebrated her fourth number one single with What He Didn't Do. I always love seeing a female at the top of the country music charts. It's not something we've gotten to see very often over the last few years. So congratulations to her. And now it's time to dive into the hottest releases in country this week. The hottest. hottest. Have to kick things off with the king himself, Mr. Luke Combs, released his new album, Gettin' Old. It is 18 tracks of pure perfection. If you were a fan before, you're going to be thrilled with this album. And if you're a new fan, you're also going to be just as amazed. He kills it track after track. There are so many incredible songs. I truly don't even want to pick one, but if I had to, it would be Where the Wild Things Are. That one just hit me right in my heart. So, so good. Ian Munzik released the sweetest new track titled Little Man, and it is all about his relationship with his son and also just about, you know, the purity of children and being able to see the world through their eyes for a little bit. And it's just such a great tune. It'll definitely get you a little misty. So definitely a must listen for the week. Randall King released a new track titled Green Eyes Blue. And it's all about finding that special someone who tames your wild ways And I really love the feel of this song. It is by no means like a ballad, but it's kind of got this slow, groovy wave to it. And I am absolutely living for it. Also love the lyrics. Another must listen for the week. Alyssa Michaela premiered a new single, The Bar Guy, off an autobiographical debut album called The Hard Way, which will be dropping April 28th. And this song is super fun and catchy, and it's all about not letting anyone make you go below the standards that you have for yourself and just really staying true to yourself. And I think that's a message we can all relate to. And again, just so fun. Make sure you check it out. Roman Alexander released a new track, Bourbon Street, and it is so good. I love his vocals. 
And everything he releases is so good. He is definitely an up-and-coming artist to watch out for, so make sure you check out the rest of his catalog and add this one to your weekly playlist. Nancy Williams released his new album, One of These Days, and it is so incredible. He has such an awesome story. He is a former saddle bronc athlete and it just gives him a really cool perspective. I love that he's pulling in what he knows and what his life really is, which I think is what the best artists do. This album is 12 tracks, so it's a little short, but definitely sweet. And I honestly love all of these. One of my favorites is Only the Good Ones, and I also love Land of the Buffalo. So another album to check out for the week. Southern rock duo Ida Mae teams up with Marcus King for a really incredible new track. This gives me total 70s vibes and honestly reminds me a lot of the show that everyone is absolutely obsessing over right now and that is of course Daisy Jones and the Six which this is just a little side note here make sure you watch this show. It's absolutely incredible and it'll give you total Fleetwood Mac vibes. But back to this incredible new song. It is titled When Eden Was My Girl. And again, giving me total 70s vibes. The guitar is definitely present. There's dueling guitars in this actually and it is just absolutely spectacular. Another one to add to your weekly playlist. Will Bannister pays tribute to a lost loved one in When I Get There, and this is definitely one that you're going to have to pull the tissues out for. The visualizer that goes with it is just a really incredible artistic way of showing grief and nostalgia, and it is just so beautiful. So this is me telling you this is definitely a must-listen and must-watch for this week. Marlowe ushers in a new era with Grew Up Country and you need to head over to his socials now because the visual teaser for this features the cutest dog ever and I feel like it's perfect representation of what growing up in the country is. They're playing in the creek and having such a good time but this song is also just a jam. I could totally see it like blowing up the country charts so make sure you check it out madeline merlo shows off her sass in same car and this song is so great it's super catchy it's an absolute jam but for me i also really love the lyrics and i'm obsessed with her vocals she's definitely a powerhouse and this song is just so fun you're gonna want to play this one for your friends all weekend. We've talked about this incredible lady twice already this episode, but she's back again, Miss Carly Pierce. She gave fans a new album, 29 Written in Stone, live from Music City, so that her fans could relive her concerts. I absolutely love this. I love a live album. I feel like it really lets you hear an artist's vocals as well and how good of a performer they are and also we need more artists to do this but I want a video 
with it. I mean, I remember back in the day buying like Spice Girls, even Adele released her Albert Hall concert. And I'm not sure why more artists don't do that. Maybe it has something to do with rights to songs and visuals. I'm not sure, but absolutely obsessed with it. Hopefully more artists will follow up like she did. You can listen to all this new music out this month on our All Country News Spotify playlist. Also, make sure you sign up for our weekly newsletter so you can get all of these and more upcoming album releases from All Country News. We have a very special guest this week. Our very own Bobby Dixon sat down with Tyler Thompson to talk all things music, of course, and what is coming up for him this year. Now we have a new song out um, coming Friday. So we're actually going to put this out next Tuesday. So it'll be perfect timing. So, but we're going to throw it way back to uh, little Tyler again. So talk to me about growing up in Louisiana. What was going on when you were growing up? Yeah, I grew up in a place called Homa, Louisiana, which is like probably like an hour southwest of New Orleans where I live now. And um, we didn't do much other than just kind of fish and ride bikes and, you know, four wheelers and motorcycles, hunted and stuff. Uh, The typical like, you know, country-ish life. (laughs) Population 10. But uh, yes, it it was actually good. I worked at my grandfather's gas station down there that's actually where i played my first uh show i played uh drums and a buddy of mine played guitar it was the worst thing you could possibly ever listen to but uh, we played at his gas station down there it was fun though (laughs) no i love it i mean nothing can be worse than me like singing george Strait in a horrible voice on the streets of chicago so i'm sure your performance was much more well received I had to sit there and listen because their cars were getting cleaned behind the uh, behind the place where we were playing. So they were like, they had nowhere else to go. We had a trapped audience. I love, okay. <laughs> I love it. If you want gas, you have to listen to my grandson. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> so what kind of music was playing? I mean, you mentioned that it was very country. Um, I would assume yeah. some of your big country greats were playing, but who were some of the names that stuck out to you growing up? Yeah, I mean, I think I think everyone really that I loved and grabbed onto was like the Red Hot Chili Peppers are really big for me. But just from like from like, a, you know, from what kind of like what I kind of put in the blender for my music was like Tom Petty, uh, um, you know, a little bit of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Um, John Mellencamp was big for me. Um, and a lot of that Swamp Pop stuff actually was a lot of fun, too. So it's, it's you know, still has a little bit. Uh, so has a little bit of, uh, you know light on some of my music <laughs> I love it I don't think I've ever heard the word swamp pop is there like no. is that are those guys considered swamp pop is that like where yeah. you would no, put no, them? Those guys, no petty and Mellencamp are not are, are not swamp pop swamp pop is like um a bunch of guys from around like south 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 Louisiana with washboards and like Zydeco. <laughs> it's like you know it's like it's music in Louisiana. You can't understand a word they're saying, but it's fun music. I love it. I've never heard that. I think that's like going to be my word of the week. That's going to be so fun. <laughs> but Use it. I love it. You are a huge Tom Petty, Petty fan. I'm a huge Tom Petty fan. Did you ever get yeah. to see him before he passed? I never did. Unfortunately, he's like, he's one of those guys that I never got a chance to meet. I, I saw him in, I saw him in concert. Oh, you did? He, okay. He was one of the ones that I unfortunately never got to meet before, um, you know, before he passed. And it, it, he like I've never really been starstruck before. And I've been around from the movie business and stuff over the last 15 years. It's like 
But if I remember watching him at Jazz Fest, like probably like six years ago, seven years ago. And I remember just being in awe. It was just like, geez, that's like, that's Tom Petty. And I think everyone has that feeling about him. He's just, it's like mind numbing how amazing the music is. And it really takes you back to a place where like the world was great at one point, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I took my dad to see Tom Petty uh, at Wrigley Field, and that oh, I think wow. that's something neither of us will ever forget. That's actually like the third time I saw my dad cry. So it was, it was a moment I was very excited. But you bring up being in the music business. That's that was kind of your bread and butter for a long time. So how did a boy from Homa, Louisiana, listening to Swamp Pop, end up in uh, like Hollywood? Talk to me about that journey. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's like, it's been kind of like wildly written about a little bit. I mean, like, you know, the whole like stealing of one of my dad's sports cars. I went over to a bar and, um, you know, ended up breaking in or sneaking into a rap party uh, down in Homa. And these two at meeting um, took me to California for the first time. And I was going to go cater movie sets because we had like a catering business or whatever. And uh, I was like, yeah, you know, all right, let's go over there in the attention of catering. And I came back with a script. And, uh, you know, I kind of put everything together from that point. I realized, I always realized I wanted to do something different in the, you know, in that space, you know, whether it be music, it, it was always music and music. I just couldn't put it together fast enough. And so, you know, movies kind of, you know, took pole position. And so I went out there and kind of put together this, you know, this movie and it ended up working. It was Black Swan. And, um, you know, it kind of just became a career. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Just, just the Black Swan. No big deal. So when you, were you mean in the thick of your movies and really that was kind of your life was music still a heavy part of your life whether you're picking at the guitar going to concerts was music kind of always still intertwined it was it was like I I, I always as a kid I love the art of storytelling and I think through music that was my first kind of like you know listening to storytelling I didn't really love movies growing up I just loved music growing up um and yeah, I mean, I just, I, I, you know, at the same time, it's, you know, making movies and making music to me are kind of the same thing because it's just, you're just wanting to tell, you know, a burning desire essentially to tell a story, whether it be through song or whether it be on the screen. Um, so that's kind of how I treat it a little bit. The last, like, you could look at the movies I've made. They're like, you know, kind of in the vein of like kind of some of the music that I'm actually making right now. It's the same kind of, you know, medium, I guess, if you will. I love that. When did you start songwriting? Like seriously songwriting? Just recently. Uh, yeah, yeah, just recently. Uh, and some of the some of the songs that I've written, I've got some songs that I wrote that are going to be on the record that'll come out hopefully later this year that we're cutting now in the studio. Um, and uh, but yeah, so like really learning the art form with with a guy named Will Hogue, who I know you're familiar with, or, and uh, he's been kind enough to let me, uh, you know, pull me along, pull me along. <laughs> I love it. What are some of the biggest differences? I mean, besides the obvious, like you're on a movie lot versus in a soundproof room, but do you feel like there's any creative differences or things that you were surprised by being in one studio versus another? Um, yeah, I mean, I think like on, on the film side, at least like you can kind of, you know, you, you get to watch Tom Cruise do what he does great. And then you watch Doug Lyman and the director do what he does great. And, you know, you're just there to, you know, make sure it all fits together. Um, in this process and why I was really drawn to it on the music side is that it's just me. It was like, a, it was like the first time I really ever got to really know myself very well. 
and it's kind of like a case study and like, you know, a bettering of self, I guess, if you will, like through song, I guess. Because, you know, at the end of the day, it's like what you're singing about has to be believable. Steve Jordan and I talked a lot about that whenever we started to cut some of these songs. And like I never sang before. And he was like, look, some of the greatest songs ever. And I didn't realize this. He's like some of the greatest songs ever, like Steven Tyler's um, Dream On. You know, you go listen to that vocal and you believe it. There's a level of believability there. Um, and it takes you to a place. And so learning that trade has been something that has been extraordinarily difficult for me, but it's also been very, you know, very like, you know, it, it, it feels good. I, I know myself a little bit more today than I did, you know, than I did before the music. No, I love that. What was, what, I guess, what was more of a learning curve, learning to sing or learning to act? Was there one uh, you would say was significantly more difficult? <laughs> Well, <laughs> well, I never acted. I never acted. I just, I just produce. I, yeah. I, so they definitely learning to sing yeah. was much. Oh yeah. Because it's in, you know, at the end of the day, it's just you, you have yourself to blame whenever it sucks really bad. <laughs> oh, my oh my gosh. Well, I want to talk about the song you have coming out days of fire. It's such a jam. And I love that you bring up Tom Petty because the first person that came to my mind was like, I'm like, Oh, you stick a little bit of bourbon and a little bit of Tom Petty in a box and you shake it up. And like, there's the song. So talk to me about that song a little bit more. Yeah, so we uh, we tracked that song live. Um, Steve Jordan played on it. Pino Palladino played bass. Um, I played guitar and obviously sang on it. Um, Will Hope was one of the writers on the song, and uh, yeah, I mean, it was just it was always kind of a barn burner for us. We just absolutely like you know that that was it, it was more cinematic experience I think for me. Like I wanted it to be a cinematic song. Because I think like when you when you listen to it, there's a real story there. It's like, you know, there's an ode to Don Henley for the boys of summer and stuff like that. And I think like there's little hidden gems in there that if you listen to it enough, you'll kind of start to pick up on it. But um, yeah, I just wanted it to feel very cinematic, very American and also like super like, you know, have it be the big barn burner. I love it. Yeah, I love that you bring up very American because it's definitely that that vibe when you go on Spotify, you're like, Fourth of July playlist. It's like that kind of all American sound. Was that I guess you I guess was that the goal of the song to kind of have it feel American-esque or that kind of Tom Petty, Bob Dylan yeah. vibes? No, I, I think it was like I, I think kind of everything I do is kind of rooted in like not just America, but just in like in the trenches of just life in general. I think a lot of people America and that's a very broad term these days you know um but I think it's like really just entrenched in like just life in general and what people really go through with life in general you know whether you're young you're old or you know in the in-between I think it's like you know that to me is is you know obviously the American dream is one thing but like I think you know as a whole just being human it's kind of being in the trenches as a human I guess if you will while living in America <laughs> uh, yeah, I love that. No, I, th I think that's great. And I love that you're kind of able to bring that cinematic perspective to music, which is something that we don't really have right now. So, but I know you, we, you and I were talking about your kids a little bit. What do your kids think about this kind of new venture that dad has? They love it. They, uh, they actually, they, they can sing. I always know like what song I should release next because they kind of like hum the chorus a little bit or they'll try and sing the chorus a little bit. And, uh, they like it. They have a lot of fun with it. I have my youngest boy is like super musically. He loves music. And Mark, Mark Broussard was actually at my house. Are you, do you, are you familiar with Mark Broussard? I feel I'm like I know the name, but yeah. I don't know if I've met he him. Had, yeah. It's, he's got like the number one blues album right now, but he came over with last night. He was playing the piano and my youngest like ran up and he taught him how to play some stuff on the piano. 
and it's cool. It's like, you know, music has brought just a new, a new, a new perspective, you know, for me, but also to my family, just like, you know, it's also something that, you know, hopefully my kids can be like, you know, you're never too old to do, you know, I'm 36, but you know, you never, you know, you can always chase your dreams. You never, it's never too late to chase your dreams. No, I love that. So I always love playing. I don't think we did this last time I chatted with you, but we always love playing a little bit of a game at the end of these interviews, just to like, let people know you a little bit more. So what is one snack or food that you cannot live without? Oh boy. Probably uh, spicy blue chips. Ooh, I, I, I approve. I approve. I love that. So now that you're, you know, I mean, really kind of getting your elbows deep into the music career and songwriting, who would a dream co-write for you be? Oh, you know, probably Don Henley, I think would be amazing. I think that would be really great. Um, yeah, I mean, I've got to stop there. I think Don is probably <laughs> the hands down. I love it. So I think this is going to be kind of a fun question for you. If you can have any of your songs in a movie or TV show, what movie or TV show would it be? Oh boy. Uh, um, I think I would have the end song in Top Gun. The, uh, you know, the Top Gun movie that just, I wish, I wish that would have been maybe Wong Tang or Land of the Free or something like that. Oh my gosh, that would have been so great. So let's manifest you. You're going on tour. Um, who do you want to go on tour with? Who would you want to be, I guess, on yeah. the road with? I think there's like a lot of really great guys. I'm, you know, we're looking at some touring stuff towards the end of this year with some bigger acts uh, and then the next year. But uh, I love this. There's like this Charles, Charles Wesley Goodwin guy that's like really great. He like reminds me of Bob Seger. It'd be really fun to go on the road with him. I know Will Hogan and I are talking to go, talking about going to do some stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, probably some of those like younger guys were just getting out. Not younger, but we, I mean, probably get close to the same age. But a lot of the, a lot of those guys who are not in the mainstream country thing right now, you know, some of those, some of those left of center, um, you know, dudes like Jason Isabel 15, 10 years ago, I guess, you know. <laughs> I love that. No, I love that. That's some of the music that I find myself kind of going back to now and again. So kind of in that same vein, what are some of your goals you have for yourself this year? Um, I think it's, you know, for me, for me, it's not really like taking over the world with music or any of that stuff. I think like, you know, I'm, I'm enjoying being at the bottom of the mountain right now. I'm on the other side of the table for the first time in a very long time. And I think it's for, for me, it's just being comfortable in my body and singing these songs. And I think, you know, it's very difficult to get to that point. I'm not there yet, but, um, you know, people have done it for 20 years and they're probably comfortable, but, you know, at the end of the day, I just want to be, you know, happy with where I am, you know, in this music space and not, you know, not overshoot, undershoot, but just be happy in the present. No, I love that. That's something that I am definitely working on. Actually, for Lent, instead of giving something up, I said, I just want to be more present. So I love that you bring that up. <laughs> By the way, that's a good thing. Yeah, I mean, I know. I'm like, I can't give up too much, but I'll I'll add something positive. So, yeah. but I always love asking this to kind of wrap up our interviews. Who are you listening to right now? Um, Right now, who are we listening to? I'm listening to... So Bob Seger, started listening to a little bit of Bob Seger. Um, I'm listening to a lot of that that Tom Petty live album. I've listened to a bunch lately. Yeah, it just came out. Um, 
that and then uh, Jeff Buckley. I've listened to Jeff Buckley over the last maybe like a couple weeks as well. Uh, and I love the police. I'm a big police <sighs> fan. Okay. Yes. I, th I think we need to expand upon that. So my mom shoved the police down my throat when I was little and I hated it. And now I love it. Do you have a favorite song by the police? Oh, probably. Um, I'm blanking on the name of the song, but um, Material World. Uh, shoot. What's the name of the song? Um, shoot. Here, should I should I Google their their, their list here? Let's see. Yeah, Let's see Google it. Google okay, I'm pulling it up. The police. Let's see. What do we got? Um, I'm trying to think. I know my my little niece's favorite is "De Do Do Do" because it's a very easy song. Yes. Uh, every That's breath you take. My personal favorite is "Message in a Bottle." Message in a bottle. Message in a bottle. That's oh, the one. That's your, oh, I absolutely love "Message in a Bottle." It's great. That was one of the I actually ever learned on guitar too. Oh no. So it's, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. So when they have like a giant reunion tour, we're going to manifest that you are on that tour and that then I get to be in the front row for that tour. We're going to make it happen. Let's do that. <laughs> I, <would> love <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you so much. Super excited about the new song coming out Friday. Super excited about the new project coming out at an unbeknownst date. Um, but thank you so much. And please go have a beignet for me because I need to get down to New Orleans. <laughs> oh yeah. There now. I'll go there now. Thanks. I appreciate it so much. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I was like, Brian, we got to redo this. Like there's no <laughs> way I'm I, no way. Like just not happening. So <laughs> oh my gosh. Awesome. We'll have a good rest of your day and we'll cool. chat soon. You too. Take awesome. care. Thank Bye. You. Bye. You know, I can't sign off without talking about our new artist spotlight, and that is Cody Cause. Make sure you follow him at Cody Cause Music on Instagram. And if you sign up for our weekly newsletter, you'll get this news in advance. So make sure you definitely do that. And you know, before I really sign off, we have to talk about video of the week. The hottest. The hottest. This week's video, of course, is the king himself, Mr. Luke Combs, performing my favorite song off the album, Where the Wild Things Are, the official studio video. It gives you a sneak peek into how it was recording the album, and I was absolutely blown away by this song, but watching him record it was even that more incredible. You're going to want to watch this one on repeat, so make sure you check it out. That's all the country news I have for you this week. Visit allcountrynews.com for more news and content from your favorite artists. I'm Rebecca Porter, signing off for All Country News. My name is Rebecca Porter. I run Women of Country Edits and Marin's Girls on Instagram. Both seek to celebrate women in the music industry and all things girl power. Thanks for listening. The All Country News Podcast is produced by Horseshoe Media. You can submit your artist, organization, or event to us at allcountrynews.com for a chance to be featured. If you loved this episode, please rate and review our podcast wherever you're listening. Shout out to our friends Track 45 who recorded our amazing theme music for this podcast. 
All Country News. For more, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at All Country News. Visit us at allcountrynews.com to join our birthday club where you just might get a huge surprise from one of your favorite artists on your birthday. Subscribe to our weekly industry newsletter to get all the news you just heard in this podcast even earlier, delivered straight to your inbox. And check out a new episode every Tuesday right here. All Country News.